Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. starting a fun yet informative sermon series called At the Movies. And what we're going to be doing in this particular series, which is what we do almost every summer unless there's a pandemic, right, is tapping into the power of movies to discover some profound examples of biblical teaching being played out on the big screen. Or what I love about using movies to help us make scripture come to life is that oftentimes movies can take these complex biblical themes that we have a hard time wrapping our brain around and it makes it simple or at least it makes it a little easier than if we're just delving into the text not to mention the fact that I don't know about you guys but I think movies are awesome Uh, how many movie buffs do we have out there anybody a movie buff how many of you watch movies how many of you know what a movie is Okay, so there you go. So what I love about movies is if you know how to watch them, if you, if you watch them through a theological lens, you'll find that biblical themes are being played out in almost every single movie that you'll ever watch if you just know what you're looking for. So to kick off this sermon series, what we're going to be getting into today with a bit of help from the movie Up. How many of you guys have seen Up? Okay, good, good. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. It really is an incredible movie. And what we're going to be getting into with the help of this movie is how sometimes our goals and purposes in life actually cause us to miss out on what's most important or keep us from enjoying and enjoying the gifts of God that make life so good. Or have you noticed that more and more these days we live in the midst of a purpose-driven world? And what I mean by purpose-driven is that from our to our personal lives, to our work lives, we are a people who are really... (laughs) So we got everything else going right and it's a sound. Are you kidding me? It's not John's fault. I'm not yelling at John. I'm yelling at God. God! Just kidding. All right. As always, we're going to do the best we can with what we've got. So what I mean by living in the midst of a purpose-driven world is that from our spiritual lives to our personal lives to our work lives, we are a people who are really, really good at setting purpose, goals, and missions, and then devoting our lives to chasing after that with everything that we got. Or to put into perspective just how purpose-driven our lives have become, all you have to do is go to Google or Amazon and just type in the word purpose and see what comes up. Because what you will find if you attempt that little exercise are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books, blogs, posts, along with documentaries, movies, songs, and podcasts that are all about helping you to find your purpose. For example, in the spiritual world, there's purpose-driven life, purpose-driven church, purpose-driven youth ministry called for purpose. In the business world, there's corporate purpose, the power of purpose, purpose purpose-driven companies, In family life, there's finding your family's purpose, family on a mission, God's purpose for your family, and of course, in your individual life, there's how to find your purpose. 
Life purpose and 10 easy steps. God's purpose for you. And on 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 we could go. With the basic idea behind this movement being, instead of just wandering through life, responding and reacting to what happens to you, or living at the whims of others, really having no direction or meaning, you take a considerable amount of time to think, pray, and work through what it is that you want to do with your life, or even better than that, what it is that God has called you to do with your life so that in the long run, you can not only live into a life that's worth living, you know, full of joy, success, happiness, and wealth, but so you can actually make a significant impact on people's lives. So you can leave an imprint in the world. Or to make this a bit more personal, how many of you in some area of your life are working towards a kind of purpose, vision, mission, or goal? Anybody? If you don't have your hand up, do you realize that we are a purpose-driven church? (laughs) How many of you are living a purpose right now? Thank you. (laughs) But, so before you go thinking that I am somehow anti-purpose with this sermon, you need to know that almost every single area of my life is driven by a purpose. For example... In this church, my work as your minister is all about causing heaven to come crashing into earth and inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. In particular, the way I play my part in this purpose is by devoting most of my life to being a sermonator. And you can laugh at that. That's supposed to be funny. It has not been funny in any of the services I've done so far. But it's supposed to be. Sermonate, so you got Terminator and Sermon Creator and you put... No, Okay. So what I mean by that horrible joke is that I spend anywhere from 20 to 25 hours a week working on sermons, planning, reading, researching, writing, wrestling, rewriting, listening, watching, pulling my hair out, praying, praying some more, begging God to help along with keeping up with a few other things that I need to do as a minister, right? In my family life, which is what's most important to me, my purpose is to raise up strong, intelligent, faithful girls who in turn will go out into the world and do great things for the sake of the kingdom of God, which means my purpose is to teach them everything that I can teach them, provide for them whatever they need so they can go out and become what God has created them to be. Or the truth is what you will find when you look at my life, when you examine my life, is that for the most part, my life are driven by these two purposes which is way more than enough to keep me busy most days. So with that being said, my advice for you who do not have a purpose or a goal that you're working towards in important areas of your life is to go out and read some of those books and articles and blogs. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. If you don't have a purpose, you need a purpose because there's no doubt in my experience That living your God-given purpose or living for something that is bigger than just your wants and needs will not only make your life better, but it will help you make a significant difference in the lives of others and for the sake of the world. So please, if you haven't, take some time. Pray, ask God, whatever it is that you need to do. Figure out what your purpose is. Set your goals and get to work because you won't regret it. It will make your life better. In fact, science has proven time and time again that people who live on a purpose, people who have a mission, live better, fuller, happier lives. But 
And this is the big but here. Even given all I've just told you about purpose and everything that it can do for you, what I've also found to be the biggest problem when it comes to living out my purpose, and I don't think I'm the only one who has this problem, is that sometimes, or maybe I should say oftentimes, I find myself so devoted to my purpose that I miss out on the gifts and beauty of life that are right in front of me in that moment. Or sometimes I get so caught up in in where I am going, you know, from point A to point B, that I forget to enjoy the journey. Which, when you think about it, is actually where the best parts of life happen. I set a goal and I'm really, really good at reaching a goal, but I'm not real good at paying attention in between A and B. Or to really help you not only see this, but to feel the power and weight of what can happen if we don't keep our purposes in check. I want to show you a movie clip from the, from the movie Up, which for me really puts into perspective this truth in, in powerful ways. So, without getting into all the details of the plot line, here's kind of what you need to know about the movie. So in one sense, this, this movie is basically a love story between Carl and Ellie. And the way that Carl and Ellie first become friends is as kids. They were both infatuated with this explorer named Charles F. Munch. So much so that they not only watched this program together he was on every single week, but they set up this explorer clubhouse in an old abandoned house, and they spent every afternoon together for years pretending to be explorers which of course was a relationship that didn't turn into love and then led to marriage. And then, them fixing up and buying that old clubhouse that they spent afternoons in so they could have their own adventure together. But what you'll find as this story unfolds is that one of the main goals this couple had, because it was so foundational to the relationship, is that after they experienced some some pretty significant tragedy in their life, they set this goal of going to visit the place where the explorer Moons was said to still reside at Paradise Falls. And so what they did to accomplish that goal is they set the purpose and they started to save. Right, And they get to a point where they were almost ready to go and then wouldn't you know it, life happened. And they had to take that money and do something else. We've all been there. You guys know what I'm talking about. But then sadly... As they had grown older, and they finally get to the place where they're able to make the trip, Ellie gets sick, and she eventually dies. And what that does for Carl is it just, not only does it destroy him, but but it makes him feel like a failure because they were never able to live out this purpose. They were never able to live into this goal that they set out to live and get to Paradise Falls. And so he, he mopes around. He's not a very nice guy for a while. But then what we find happening towards the end of this movie is that after Carl flies his house to Paradise Falls and he does it with balloons, if you haven't seen it, he blows up balloons and it carries his house down there. You need to see it. Is that Carl comes across this scrapbook that he and Ellie plan to put all their pictures in from Paradise Falls. And it's our adventure book, as you guys can see. And what he assumed is it's empty. Because they weren't able to reach that goal. But what he discovers by accident, he's kind of flipping through, is that instead of being empty, 
Ellie did this to put everything into perspective. Check this out. we find is that Ellie, instead of filling that scrapbook with their pictures to Paradise Falls, she filled with pictures of her and Carl's life adventure together, which ultimately puts into perspective what really matters. Because what really matters in life is not those trips to Paradise Falls. It's not necessarily living into the purposes, although there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, they got to do life together. It's birthdays. It's picnics. Sleeping next to one another. Watching TV. You know those little things that, that um, our partners get on our nerves about? You don't, you guys, I'm the only one who has that problem? <laughs> yeah. What that puts into perspective is what really matters. So, even though living a life of purpose is what you need to be doing, you have to be really, really careful not to let purposes keep you from enjoying the small things. Because the truth is, even if you live a life that is <laughs> this is getting fun now, I <laughs> My purpose is to get through this sermon series, or this sermon, um, and so I'm going to enjoy the funny moments when it's not happening. <laughs> See, I planned that. You guys don't, that's how good a preacher I am. I planned that out so you guys would get that. <laughs> the truth is, you can set goals and you can reach all the goals you have ever set in your entire life. But if you don't pay attention, you'll miss everything that happens in between the simple things, conversations, taking time to play, going to sporting events, 
laughing, sitting, watching movies, making her house her home, spending time seeking God, coming to church. I mean, those are the things that make life worth living. So to help you not miss out on those little things, I simply share with you a scripture from the book of Ecclesiastes that I use as a reminder when I forget to stop and smell roses. It says this in Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13. I know that there is nothing better than for them to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. Again, and I would encourage you to, to go online, print this out, put this up on your fridge or a mirror or something, because it'll really help you gain some perspective. I know there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it's God's gift. Notice God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all of their toil. And what I gain from that wisdom is not only is God calling us to, to live lives of purpose, but it's also the case that during that difficult work of living into our purpose of chasing after those things, we have to take time and enjoy the small things. Or we all need to get a whole lot better at stopping to smell the roses so we don't miss out on the best parts of life happening right in front of us. Let us pray. Father, truth is we are a people who are busy. We are a people who are purpose-driven. We are a people who get up and get to work every single day because we know what we do makes a difference. But at the same time, O oh Lord, it's also the case that we are a people who get so caught up in what we're supposed to do that we miss the goodness and beauty that's in front of us every single day. So help us today be reminded by this series, by this sermon, by this scripture, that not only do you want us to live out our purposes and do great things, but you want us to enjoy the ride. You want us to notice and celebrate and embrace the gifts that are right in front of us. We ask this all in your name and for our sake. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.